Welcome to the Roots of Success podcast. We've raised the bar. Tap into the source of your success through real stories from real people. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to level up and get to the root of your success. And now your host, Nate the Great Peterman. Peterman. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Roots of Success podcast. I am your host, Nate the Great, and today we have a very, very special guest. Okay, she's. I'll tell you one thing. I'm extremely special. (laughs) Tori K, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. How are you, Tori? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing incredible. Thanks for coming to my apartment and and doing this with me. I'm excited. I feel like I, you know, came into a castle. To be honest, (laughs) I should have just told you it was my entire home. We thought about that, but it's a very big apartment complex. Definitely, but no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that you know we can do this little interview chat yes. kind of thing and uh yeah so for the audience that might not know who you are or yes. what it is that you do yes. besides if you haven't read the description yet um, <laughs> you know kind of fill them Introduce in myself yeah kind of fill them in on where you're from what yeah. it is that you got going on right now and, and just a little bit about who you are yeah uh, well I'm Tori Kay I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I moved out to LA two years ago, like everyone does, the big leap to LA. Yeah. Um, I did it when I was 16, so we jumped out here, me and my mom, who's literally right there. And uh, she's always here. <laughs> and um, yeah, just pursuing my dreams. I have been doing music for eight years, dancing since I was two. Um, performing has pretty much just always been what I've loved to do. Um, mm-hmm. And just moving out here, really trying to like hone in on my craft, understand who I am, um, and just, I guess, perfect everything I do. I'm a perfectionist. Mm. So just really honing in on that, all my insecurities when it comes to music and things like that, and also just growing up and learning who I am. Mm. That's huge. The big, <laughs> 18's a big. <laughs> yeah. So whenever you, I'm curious, whenever you first moved to LA, like, yes. tell me a little bit about that. Cause I mean, that's, I mean, that can be kind of scary sometimes, you feel me? It was, I actually, it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be because I came out here, well, if, uh, I also act. So along with singing, I also dance and I act. Um, so I came out here, it's a big thing called pilot season that happens at the beginning of the year. It's actually currently happening. Oh. And um, it's where a bunch of actors all around the world come to LA um, and you pretty much have auditions every five seconds. I mean, really? that's the goal. Yeah, it's just where the major time for auditions um, and pilot season and things like that happened. So oh. I came out here, I, I was starting acting classes and someone told me like, you need to go out to pilot season and just try it out. So my mom and I decided to come out here six months. Um, and um, that was like four years ago. So when I came here, I was just like, that's when I was really, really scared. Oh um, and I was kind of dabbling in music, but it was more just for acting. And um, I really fell in love with it. It was really weird. I'm originally from Texas, hmm. never lived anywhere else. Um, and I came out here and I felt more at home than I did at home. Wow. Um, so I was like, whoa, like there was people like me. There was like minded people. Um, I felt like I was understood and accepted. It was really weird. Mm, um, and yep. so I'd never been here before. And I was like, literally the first week I was like, this is where I want to live. Yeah. Um, so I eventually moved back after six months and then moving out here when I was 18 wasn't as scary, I guess. Um, as it was that first time. But I think it's just because I knew going into it, that's where I wanted to be. Um, and this is where I'm supposed to be. And I just had no idea. I just mm. wasn't born here. But yeah. I feel like I was born here. Right. Um, yeah. I know what you mean. So, so with you being from Texas. Yes. Um, what part of Texas, by the way? Dallas. Dallas, okay. Yeah. Actually, I haven't been to Dallas yet, but I've been to Houston and, um, mm-hmm. and stuff. But So with you being from, from Texas. Yes. 
did you notice that you kind of stood out from a lot of people early on or it's it's hard i would say that i never felt at home mm. um okay. i still love my friends i still have dear friends back home my family's all back home my brother my granny like hey. everybody's back home yeah. um but when i came out here it was definitely just like it was a culture shock for sure because obviously texas to la is a big jump um but it was it was exciting for me since I have been doing this since I was two. And also, I didn't come out here by myself. I have so much respect for people who come out here by themselves and just try mm. to dive into the waters on their own. I luckily had my mom, who was here with me for six months, and then decided to move out here with me, mm. um, which was a big leap for her, especially because my brother, he's 27, but okay. he still lives back home, um, leaving her mom, leaving my brother, yeah. um, who is still out of the house. But it's still a big jump just to leave family. She's never lived anywhere else as well. Mm. Um, so I would have to say moving out here was still like, I still had home with me because she's kind of like my security blanket, hey. I would say. So it wasn't as scary as I would have expected it. It's just, it's where I'm meant to be. So it was like, it felt right. Um, I do miss my friends back home, but we visit as much as we can, so. Hmm. So what would you say has been one of your, uh, ever since you've gotten here, what would you say mm -hmm. has been one of your big, uh, just teaching points that you could kind of come at from for just making that big leap? You know, because, I mean, coming from Texas to, yeah. to L.A., I mean, that's a huge change in scenery. It is. It know? is for sure. Um, I think for me, and it's it's. I feel like everyone says this when they're asked this question. Like, it's so cliche to say. Everyone yeah. says that. But it really is. Like, the cliche sayings are the things you have to follow. Like, mm. it's just they're, they're, cli they're sayings told all the time because you really need to listen to them. Um, like, I'm not going to come up with some unique statement that's like, oh, right. my God, that was so genius. Like, it yeah. really is like you just have to be – I told someone this the other day because they were like, what's the one thing I should prepare for if I move out to L.A.? Huh. And I said, you have to be extremely secure with yourself but willing to change and evolve. And I think that's the one thing that I really learned was coming out here is being true to my Tory back home, yeah. who I was when I was a little girl when I first decided to do this, but being willing to evolve as a human and as an artist. Mm. Um, because you're out here and there's so many cool people you meet with input. Um, there's so many people have told me like, you're eventually gonna move away from purple. I'm like, I have loved purple since I was two freaking years <laughs> old, I promise you. And I've got, ta like, purple tattooed on my body. Like, it's not going right, away. Yeah. But also, at the same time, knowing who I am, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say no. Because at mm. the same time, if someone's like, well, you really need to be blue because this is who you need to be and I have a genius plan for you, I'm not going to be like, no, 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 no. You can't be closed off. Mm. Um, and I think that's the one thing that you have to be. You have to know who you are, but you can't be closed off. You have to be open-minded. You have to be willing to take um, risks and be okay with getting no's. You get a whole lot of freaking mm. no's every single day. Every single day you get a no. Um, some are harder than others, um, but they're all hard. So I think that's why you still have to be confident. Um, but that was like one of the main thing that I told him. I was like, you just, you gotta know who you are without knowing who you are and mm. be okay with that. That's deep. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You definitely have that, that fire within you too. Thank like you. I, I can feel that whenever you, you speak and things. And, um, that's so true though, because it's, it's like, I feel like sometimes a lot of people They'll, they'll come to one place, and if we're talking mm -hmm. about in L.A., but they don't necessarily want to change yep. and get uncomfortable in that way mm -hmm. to grow themselves personally. Yeah. Because it's like, I feel like sometimes ego can get involved. Mm -hmm. and For sure. The For fact sure. that, okay, well, my friend, because you could easily be like, man, you know, I'm out here, but I don't want to change what my friends think about me back home. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're still chill with them, because yeah. for me, like, 
I got friends back in Pennsylvania. I'm still chill with them, but they realize I'm not always as attentive as what I was whenever I was back home because I'm doing my podcast. And I think that's what's different is even like I'll FaceTime. I don't get to talk to them as much as Mm -hmm. I, I would love to. Um, shout out to Claire and Sandy. They're my best friends back home. Um, but I literally FaceTimed Claire the other day, and she she was talking about how much I haven't changed, but I've evolved. There's a difference. Mm. Um, I haven't changed at the core base of me. Um, the person they met is not different. It's still me. It's just I've evolved as a person. And also that that has a lot to do with my age. Um, you evolve as a teenager. You're still growing. Um, but also I have to realize the fact that she's growing as well, and she's evolving. So I think it's also different because sometimes you can get a big head or your ego um, or you're, you're saturated by L.A. Like, you just mm. kind of absorb the L.A. mindset, which is easy to do. Um, but you kind of just got to remember. I think also the main thing is remembering where you're from as well. Yeah. Um, I always rep Texas. Someone told me the other mm. day, they were like, I love how much you rep Texas. I'm like, well, yeah. that's because I'm that's where I'm from. That's where all these dreams started to happen. I can't just, like, forget. Because if I forget where I'm from, then I forget who I was. Like, you mm. can't just move on. Like, if you move out to L.A. since you just moved here, you can't forget who you were in Pennsylvania. Exactly. You can't remember, you can't forget those friends because that's who you were. That's literally the person that was sitting there and goes, you know what? That's the person who made the biggest risk you ever will right. to move to L.A. That was your bravest version of yourself. So, mm. um, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you gotta, you gotta go back. <laughs> that's my two cents. You gotta go back to, like, your roots, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because whenever you the go back home. success. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, whenever you go back to, to Texas or I go yes. back to Pennsylvania, you... You, you, you know you're surrounded around those different people mm-hmm. or the environment to be honest I was home for the holidays mm-hmm. it's great you know I, I, I'm a big family guy I love seeing my family like mm-hmm. they cried whenever they saw me and stuff and it was uh, it was so sweet but a part of me was like I can only be here for so long mm-hmm. for like a few days or mm-hmm. a week tops because being immersed in that kind of environment for me it's kind of draining yes. you know because whenever you're out here, especially Here, in like constant. a bigger city, like you said, it's constant, it's quick, it's it's very just Which can sped be stressful. Up. Yeah. Where sometimes you also have to let yourself, my mom tells me all this all mm. the time, people are like, do you ever rest? I'm like, no. Mm. Like even yesterday, I was I was home for a couple hours by myself, home alone, yeah. and I pretty much had a break, I guess yeah. you would say, but I was still scrolling through TikTok trying to figure out what my next sound was going to be. Yep. Um, I was figuring out my caption for my next post that I'm posting today. Um, so it's like, it never stops, but that's the beauty of LA, mm. but it's also the harm of LA. Um, you. you can that's how people drain so fast too. For real. So just they'll run, 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 and then eventually they get tired and they pass out. Like yeah. it's just it's how people go home eventually. And um, I think that's always been the main thing is I'm still trying to figure out is how the artists have longevity. Mm. Longevity is so mm. important. I'm being able to work, 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 and I've I've thought about that myself. I'm like, when would I get to the day where I'm like, okay, I don't want to post on Instagram anymore. It's true. I'm tired of doing stories. Yeah. I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Um. But I just it's it's. You have to remember the once of wanting to do this. Why are you doing this? And I think the why is it's it's in my entire being. It's mm-hmm. everything that I've done. Every single day I've woken up and I've practiced. I've rehearsed. I've wanted. I've, I've practiced my Grammy performance three billion times mm-hmm. in front of the mirror. Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you keep going. That's the longevity. Yeah. It's still remembering where you're from. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> uh, that, Thanks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> now, just that mere thing alone, oh, my, I do the same thing with speaking. Really? Yeah. Just because it's like I have that alone time because mm-hmm. I, I live alone. Like, I, I love that. I'm very independent Ooh. in that okay. sense. Yeah. And since I'm independent, I have, like, every single day I talk to myself. I literally just be in the room and I'll just start talking to myself. But I call it 
intuition talks. Okay. Because my intuition, it's like what really needs to happen mm-hmm. and what I really need to do. Mm-hmm. And then there's like just that normal thought and you're like your brain, all those different thoughts that can control the mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what? I know I need to do this, but you know, there's something in my head that's gonna hold me back for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then same with, I, I go on like, I call it boring walks. Okay. So I like to go on every once in a while or it's part of my routine. Like on a mm-hmm. daily, I'll, I'll go to like a park and walk. And then since it's like Just a boring- Just to be alone with yourself. Exactly. And I'll, I'll talk out loud and then people are like- <laughs> Who's that crazy guy? Like, you good? You know? <laughs> you gotta go to like some kind of home. I'm like, no, no, I'm straight. Like it's just, <laughs> it's me doing me. Mm-hmm. And it's so valuable. So I guess like, for you personally, like I, I love that the fact that you, you know, do that in a mirror. Yeah. What made I guess what are some other things that you do to because you're very confident for being eighteen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank like for you. real, you got like that swagger and since people you tell ha- me I act like I'm twenty two. Literally. I think that's my actual like inside that. age. <laughs> I think you have like an actual age you are and yeah. then like an inside age. I think I'm like twenty two on the inside. Mm. <laughs> I believe it. I don't know if it's a real thing, but that's yeah. what I, that's what everyone, literally everyone I meet, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're 18. <laughs> and I take that as a compliment um, because it is cool just only being, but I think a lot of people out here are mm. mature for their age. Yeah. And I think also, but I don't even think that's out here. I think that's even across um, the nation because of social media. Yeah. I mean, a weird way, social media grows you up, like, because you literally have your business right at your hands like it's so easy to just go viral and have so much responsibility mm. um people talk that i have i've watched podcasts with like famous tiktokers that have just randomly gone viral yeah. um and they're like it's so crazy they grow up so fast because they have all this responsibility yeah. from the fans and followers that they take on right. um and they're like holy crap like i don't know what to do with all of this Absolutely. and it, it can become overwhelming um because it's not necessarily what they it's, i'm not i don't want to say it's not necessarily what they wanted it's not that they planned mm. um so it's really interesting that it's like, I feel like people saying, oh, like you're so old for your age. Um, I think that's a lot of people mm. out here and just mm. people on social media because it's like you have that responsibility Yeah. Um, that you automatically have to take on yeah. when you have of, of, of people depending on you. Um, and I have, I have people all the time. I, I call them, my mom calls them my lifers. I call them my Torios. Yep. That's technically Torios. my my fan club, um, my cheerleading squad. I but I mean, I have. I think that's why I grew up so fast is because it's like I do have people mm. come to me, little girls who are like, "What do I do in this situation? Oh my god, I just had my first heartbreak. Like, what do I do?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out myself." Yeah. But you just have to be as motivational as you can be, and I think mm. that's why I've grown up so fast is because it's like I'm not saying I have like freaking army of people behind me but it's like those main followers that come to you for like help and advice and they get joy out of watching your videos Mm. like that's the best feeling in the world oh my gosh um is just because they can be the most depressed person and then they can watch your story and be like oh my god i love your energy and that gives them a smile for two seconds like that means the world to me in general like even if i don't blow up don't do anything like those people i have that i made their life better is so worth it Mm. um so i think that's why i've grown up so fast maybe is because i've realized like the responsibility i have um and i think that's why a lot of artists grow up when they become like teen sensations or things like that is they grow up so fast because they have that responsibility that they're taking care of definitely what would you recommend to like the viewer the listeners who Mm -hmm. you know they're listening they're they're young and and you know they kind of have a little bit of just you know knowing who they are you know okay. like they have trouble with that 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they want to discover, then they want to be confident, but they just feel as if like, oh, I'm not enough, or mm-hmm. I need to establish more of a, of a being within me, like that, that lion within inside of me. You yeah. Know? What, I don't know if it's maybe a habit, if, if it's doing something within like a routine, what is something maybe that you do that you could recommend to them yeah. for them to really just kind of discover more so of who they are and feel feel comfortable within their skin, you know? Yeah, I think that's the main thing when I moved out to L.A. is I realized I wasn't alone mm. in this. Like, everyone felt crazy. Everyone yeah. feels weird. Everyone's like, what the heck? Like, I have these weird ideas where I just want to sit down and write a song. Like, what does that yeah. mean? Um, so I think that just knowing you're not alone, you're not crazy. Um, everyone's trying to figure out who they are. I don't care if there's they're 60 years old they're still like okay who am i actually like who am i who is tori k i don't know i still don't know i'm still i'm still learning and growing and my music's taking a turn that we'll get into eventually but um i think it's just mainly like what i did when i was like okay what what i don't know what's going on right here like i feel like my life is literally going like it hit this and now it's just constant Mm -hmm. downhill from here yeah um is you have to figure out what you love because if you're constantly doing that, then that's constantly bringing happiness into you, especially when you're perfecting that craft. You feel so cool. I mean, I, w- I remember like struggling, and I-, I was horrible when I first started singing, like horrible, like <laughs> bad. I always tell people in joke, because I still have the same vocal coach that I did since I started singing. I love that, yeah. And I love it because she sees my, my evolution as a mm. singer. And she still jokes about it. The first time I walked into my vocal lesson, I did a dance routine. Really? And she was like, can you sing for me? And I was like, I just did. And she was like, you danced. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what, what is singing? Like, what is yeah. that? And then I remember the first time developing my belt. If you're a singer, you know what that mm-hmm. is. A belt or my mixed voice. And there was like different parts of my craft. But I was really in a dark place. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I want to be a singer, but I can't sing. Yeah. Like, where does that happen? Right. Like, I literally knew I wanted to be this person, but could not do it at all. Mm-hmm. And it was like this weird place where I was like, oh my God, I'm not enough. I don't know, like this, I literally have this crazy dream and there's no, I don't have the skills for it. Like, how am I supposed to compete with, which I hate that word, compete with all these other artists that have amazing voices and, and then once I like honed in on my craft and did what I love, um, which was singing, and eventually once I did it every single day, I got kind of good at it. I'm not going to say I've I've mastered it, I definitely have it, but I can stand my voice, that's what I'm going to say. I can listen to like voice memos back and be like, oh, that's I, that's all right. I can play that back and forth and like not want to puke. So yeah, so I would say if you're feeling lost, like you're not enough, you're not alone. We've all been there. Um, And also find what you love. If you know what you love, keep perfecting that. Do it every single day. Do it as much as possible, and I promise that's where your happiness lies. Hmm. Tori, let me ask you this. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, this really stands out to me. So, <laughs> I, I, I like to do what I love. Mm-hmm. But if somebody likes to do what they love, and they can't necessarily like make money right mm-hmm. away, I feel like that prevents a lot of people from doing what they love because they're expecting with what like with what they're doing what they they expect it mm-hmm. to just you know they they want paid right away yeah so because yeah that's such i've had this conversation so many times with mm-hmm. people about that and it's all about like listen even though you're doing what you love it might take time mm-hmm. right because i'm sure whenever you started i mean if you probably just didn't start making like instant money from no. that 
you know? So, I mean, it's a process. I think there's a lot of different levels to that because I do think when you're yeah. talking about where I started, it was mm. still a hobby. It was like a little thing that my parents like put that. me in. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no pressure to make money. It was mm. about my parents saying, okay, this is what you love to do. We'll put you into dance classes. <laughs> we'll put you into vocal lessons. You can perform at like showcases whenever you want to. Um, I don't think they ever expected it to be a career like it is now. Um, but also as an artist, I know that at the beginning of it, it's so freaking hard because you're spending more money than you are getting money. Because um, you have single covers, you have you have rehearsals, you have producers, you have to pay for tracks, you have to pay for studio time, you have to pay for rehearsals, you have to pay for dance lessons. I mean, sometimes you have to pay for shows. Yeah. Like to open up for big artists, you should pay simply to get there. Um, so it's it's interesting because I always say, if you really, really, really love to do it, it's worth it. Mm. Because eventually the payout is huge. Yeah. The payout is huge. Definitely. I mean, the work is hard. Um, the amount of money you're probably spending right now is a lot. Um, social media has been a big thing for me, because mm. especially being 18, it's like, okay, what are you going to do with your life, right? You're right. going to go to college? What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I am going to go to college. I'm doing that online. It's a big question. It's literally like 18. Everyone's just starting saying, so what do you want to do with yeah. your life? We're like, whoa. Right, right. I did not get this question at 17. What do you mean? <laughs> I do not have my life together. Yeah. Um, it's like figuring out who you are. Uh, um, it's just so painful. <laughs> it's been a long journey. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. But um, it's like the payout was so huge. Mm. And it's a lot of work. But I think once getting into social media... Um, and that even, that's even a whole nother life within itself, but that's even a potentially making money. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. so I think right now, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm making money off of brand deals. I work for mm. different apps, um, and things like that. I don't pay for a lot of my clothes. Um, so I think eventually everything pays off, but it is a big jump. It's hard. Um, but I think the whole bottom line question is how much do you want it? Mm. How much do you want it? Is it worth yeah. it? Um, I was just on set, um, with a couple of actors. We're working on a pilot. And um, I was the youngest one there. I was 18. And everyone else, I think the youngest guy there was 22. 22 um, yeah. So there was one girl I was looking at, and she was, it's all actors, right? So this is acting world now. But right. it still it still applies to the question. She has a 9-to-5 job she hates. Mm. Absolutely hates. And, like, while we had time on set, we have days that multiply and how much time you're taking away from work. Mm. Um, we're still making money, obviously. But, like, with auditions, yeah. you don't make money from going to an audition. No. Um, and taking time off of work to go to an audition is a big decision. And I, I'm, this is interesting because I was just listening to their conversation. I don't have any input. I don't have a nine to five job. Right. Luckily, yeah. yet I don't have to. Um, I'm blessed. Yeah. Hashtag definitely. blessed. <laughs> um, but she was talking about how much she hates her job, mm. and everyone was really convincing her and like supporting her and saying, "Just quit. Just quit it. Go for it." Because right now that's like your crutch. It's your crutch right now. So to do yeah. with the statement on people being scared that you're not making any money. She's scared that she's going to quit and then go on all these auditions and not have any income and be like, okay, I'm doing what I love and it's great, but like I'm not making any income. This is scary. So she's been holding on to this horrible nine to five job that she hates. Mm. Um, so I just thought it was an interesting situation that I kind of, I didn't put any input in because I was like, I have nothing to say because I don't have a nine to five job. Yeah. Who am I to say anything? But just listening and all of them encouraging them, her um, that she really hates it and this is really what she wants to do. And she's mm. talented. We all saw her act. We were doing, we were working with her. Yeah. Um, to just quit. You're miserable. Just quit and do what you love. For It'll real. all, the universe figures it out. It'll all mm. come full circle. Man. So if you really take that leap, this is what they were saying. Because yeah. they had all done it. Yeah. So it was interesting to like watch the one side and then watch the other side. And they were like, just do it. Because eventually once you take that leap, they were saying the universe pays you back. They're like, good job, bro. You took that leap. Pat on the back. It's <laughs> all good. We got you. And then the universe sends that hope right back That's into so you. 
Um, so I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, so not my own personal story, but I was like, that was interesting. I would put that input into whoever is dealing with that. Because I know from my age, I have my perspective, but also there's people I've met along the way. Um, so if that gives light to anybody's situation right, right now. We got the rings coming in on the background. So oh, you like the sparkly lips. It's like the universe. <laughs> 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 but no, I, uh, I, I love that so much. And something else that you kind of, like you mentioned it, but I really picked up on it was the fact I feel like whenever you're around people that are doing bigger things, mm-hmm. every day, you you know when to listen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right, and since you know when to listen around mm-hmm. people that have done significant things, yeah, because I know I'll be in that place eventually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I I think sometimes because with that particular girl, mm-hmm. scarcity the scarcity mentality comes into play. The, yeah. You know, well, yeah, but I gotta continue to make money and, mm-hmm. and and just keep doing it. But it's like if you know and believe, and you're talking about you, man, you're talking about universe about like that's crazy. Like, nobody <laughs> I love just the talks universe. about that. My yeah. mother and I are so into the universe mm. and how it all just flows. And when you put something out, it so comes back to you. Mm. It so comes back to you. That's why my entire brand has always been motivation. Because I feel yeah. like I'm gonna put positivity out there. If I put what I love out there, it'll come back to me. Um, but no, for sure, because even in that situation, I feel like it's hard, and this is sometimes how in life it can get tricky, and no one's perfect, but even when that whole life lesson happened, I don't know what about me, but I was like, I need to listen to this, even though it's not my lesson right now, and maybe my lesson in the future. Yeah, um, And this is, they are dropping knowledge right now, and wisdom, and she, this is her life story, but I can learn from it. And I think that's also what happened when I grew up with an older brother. Mm. So many of his mistakes in his life, and struggles that he went through I learned from I benefited I benefited from because I was listening wow. and I was sitting there and I was like okay this happened let me not do that but not in a negative way I love my brother I love you yeah. um but in a way where it's like sometimes you can learn from other people like that um so even with like thank you for saying I'm a good listener yeah, but like even with that I was like I feel like I need to know this mm. I feel like I need to like absorb this information because I know I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, which is what I said about coming out to LA. You gotta know who you are, but not know who you are. It's just like, you always, it doesn't matter who it is that's talking, you always have to listen, because you never know what they have to say. You never know what wisdom they have. For real, yo. That's <laughs> like, yeah. like, for real, that's so true. Because again, I mean, you might you might meet a plumber or something. Yeah. And, and they could drop some knowledge. You literally. don't know. They could have worked at freaking Warner Brothers. <laughs> you have no idea. And they could have just because the same thing is if they're a janitor here, yeah. they could be a janitor you don't even know where. And if they're yeah. a good listener, they could share that wisdom. <laughs> Absolutely. It's listener to listener. So if he's because you never know. You can't just like that's why it's always so important to be so nice. You never know who's gonna come back into your life. You can never be disrespectful because one person that could meet in Texas randomly in school, yeah. right? They could move out here, decide to be an actor, and then what happens if I'm on set with them? And I treated them like crap. The world comes back to you. Karma. So much. Karma. Um, so much. So I think for sure, yeah, it's ev- if, even if it's a janitor um, and you're just talking to him, you have no idea who he's worked for. You don't know what he's done in a past life. You don't know where else he janitors. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's funny. Whenever I... Uh, was in, you know, if we're going back to like 15, 16 years old, I used to do their motivational videos and stuff. Okay. Uploaded them on YouTube. I love people and, that do that. Right? I honestly like sit down and watch those. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll send them to you. But, awesome. Um, it's funny because like looking back at them now, that was like eight years ago. 
So seeing my growth up to, to now is incredible. But the thing that I'm really getting at is I would have people back in Pennsylvania, since they're conservative, they would come at me like, yo, why are you reading these kinds of books? Why are you like, mm. you know, talking about motivation, inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, talking about your why? And at first I was like, you, like, you don't get it, you know? Yeah. Like you really don't understand why I'm doing this. And now today they're the same people that are coming at me and they're like, yo, I see you interviewing like, you know, these celebrities, these mm-hmm. influencers. That Victoria are Justice. You know? <laughs> and it's like people are just, they're so, they're so thrown off by that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like they're your quote-unquote biggest supporters. Yeah. And it's funny how that works because mm-hmm. it's like whenever you stay consistent through the journey mm-hmm. and like you're saying, stay true to who you are, mm-hmm. like with your roots, it it really goes to show, especially for the people back home, like, wow, now I actually want to do something just because I went to school with them. Mm-hmm. And since I was so close with them, or maybe I just know their name, yep. you know, we get messages all the time like, yo, you're, you're inspiring. Like, don't yeah. forget about me. Like, Those I'm still best. here, you know? Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of cool thinking about mm-hmm. that at times. But yeah, anyways, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Props to my mom for showing it to me. Hey. I keep, what's his name? You have to tell you, say his name because I have to give him credit for this. Gary V. Gary V. Oh, yeah, Gary. Yep. Do you listen to Gary V? Yep. We listen to him all the time while we're curling our hair, doing makeup or whatever. We have downtime. Yep. Um, he was talking the other day. Someone was asking him how they deal with hate because we were just talking mm. about like haters and things mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, honestly, the haters are probably the people that actually look at you the most. Yeah. Like, really, they are stalking your page. And also, he was talking about how like all you have to give them is love. If they hate you, you have to give them love back because if they're really like if you're going on someone's page and you're like you suck or like you're mm-hmm. ugly like imagine where you are who's that's what he was talking about imagine where you are yeah. in your own life like you're so depressed and you're so sad to do that so you actually have to give them more love and then he was also talking about how to not have the hate comments affect you or the hate affect you is to not let the praise affect you oh, like deep. as much because if if in general if comments are affecting you and depending on how you feel and your emotions if you're depending on those praise comments the the dms that say oh you're so motivational that's great you can let it boost you but just because that happens and if you right after that you read a hate comment that's going to affect you just as much because you're allowing it to affect your emotions which gets into social media and that's even life um but that's what I, i thought it was interesting where i was like reading that podcast and i was like oh that's so fascinating yeah is that's how people either get a big head and they're also depressed at the same time because they're letting people filter in on what they're thinking and how they feel. That's so true. Yeah, <laughs> talking about like the social media aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. There's a lot of people that they do look at the the comments, they look at the DMs, and yep. they they compare themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and and social media is as great as what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's a lot of flaws to it as well for kind of how people again they compare themselves. They're over here like. Man, I don't, I don't get the likes. I don't get the comments. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you look at depression. It's at an all-time high, yeah. right? Like mental health. Now you got a lot of mental health coaches nowadays. They're coming out of the woodworks. And they're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here to help you with social media. And it's great, like, you know, to have somebody that's helping you. But I feel like you also got to own the fact that, yo, listen, I am or I might be controlled by social media. But that doesn't mean that you can't necessarily turn the switch and say I control social media mm. because for me personally every single morning I wake up and I have my phone in airplane mode mm. and I realize like I'm not going to be the guy that is going to 
just go to my phone, scroll through social media right away because, I mean, it's scientifically proven as well. I mean, it's more cortisol that gets released into your brain whenever you do that, mm -hmm. whenever you first wake up. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let me own my morning mm -hmm. and let me own my phone. Don't let my phone and don't let social media own me. Mm -hmm. And I look at what you're doing, like the stories that you're putting up, the TikToks, the, the content. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, like you have a brand, I mean, you're an artist and things, so you're owning social media mm -hmm. and you're owning your brand. You're owning just the fact of, of who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful and it's there's so much impact behind that because a lot of people are looking at that. So let's say somebody that's watching, it's like, well, I wanna own that. I wanna own, yeah. and m maybe I'm not a Tory, maybe I'm not a Nate, right? <laughs> you're not a Nate the Great. You're not <laughs> So, so people are looking at that, and again, it's it's great be yeah. because they they, they, they want to start, mm -hmm. but there's still like that limiting belief in their head that mm -hmm. they're comparing themselves. How do you stop comparing yourself and Ooh. start on that? You know, that's a deep question. It is a deep question. Yeah, but it's really interesting. I find myself compare mainly on my insecurities. Mm. So on Instagram, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm not insecure about my Instagram. I'm really not like. I feel like I've, I've developed such a cool brand, such a cool family, such a cool family of Torios. I never really get hate on my Instagram, which is so cool because I feel like I put so much motivation out there that everyone that's like, oh my God, so drawn by my light follows me. Um, I rarely get hate. It's very rare. Um, and so it's very interesting, which I would have I would have expected because of who I am and like being an artist, being a public figure that I would get more hate. Yeah. But I think it's just because of the energy I put out there. Um, but the one place I will admit that I find insecurity is TikTok mm. because I have huh. not learned. I don't, I don't, I'm super insecure about my TikTok. I've already put that out there. I'm a bold person. I'm super insecure about my TikTok. Like super. Yeah. Even in friend groups, I'm like, I don't want to make a TikTok. I don't want to hmm. because it's, it's insecurity. And that's where I find myself comparing is uh. because I don't have a, a big follow. I don't have confidence on what I'm doing. Um... And I've found that now that I've been growing on TikTok and I've been making more videos, like I said, I've been scrolling through TikTok, like, ugh, um, and trying to do as much research as possible. I find that the more I know about what I'm doing and the more of who I am on the app, because every app is different. Who I am on Instagram, who I am on Twitter, who I am on everything, that's what's so interesting is you're different people. Yeah. So figuring out who I am on TikTok was probably my biggest insecurity, and that's why I was going to other people, and I was like, okay, who's Charlie on TikTok? Yeah. Who she is? Yep. Uh, who's Lauren Gray on TikTok? Mm. And then I, I started comparing, I was like, Lauren Gray looks so much like me. Right. Like, oh my God, no one's gonna follow me. Lauren yeah. Gray looks so much like me. She's another <laughs> oh, blonde yeah. white girl. Like, I'm not, no. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I think definitely I would give you advice on figuring out who you are specifically on the app. What do you wanna post? Um, what do you wanna post? What do you want people to see about you on your on your page? Yeah. Um, and more focusing on yourself on the page rather than other people. For real, that's, yeah. Because that's where I find myself mainly compare. I don't really compare on Instagram anymore because I built something. Right. But I did definitely at the beginning. Mm. Um, so I'm still dealing with that on TikTok where I'm comparing myself constantly to other people. I'm like, oh, she did that dance better than me. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Shoot. <laughs> um, so just learning, developing the craft, and then eventually it'll just go away. But I know that going into it because I yeah. tested it with Instagram. Mm. Yeah, and I love how, you know, you just... You're, you're vulnerable about mm -hmm. that, you know? And and that, I think, is a huge part just to owning. Again, you want to own your brand. You want to own who you are. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You got to own on maybe an insecurity. Yep. You got to own, own everything. Yeah, literally. Yep. And, and that's just, like, it might hurt. It might not feel good, but 
-hmm. once you get that first one off your chest yeah wow greatness comes i'm gonna tell you that um let me ask you this tori who's one of your biggest music inspirations oh this is the first person that popped into my head okay um britney spears i would have to say um i actually went to britney the zone that's why the first person that popped into my head i went to britney the zone yesterday um, I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. So Britney Spears, it was a team that created literally a pop-up. So you know what a pop-up uh, is. So it's like yeah. a whole building mm-hmm. created for Britney Spears. So there's music videos, like there's a, a room just for Toxic, mm-hmm. which is like the airplane in the music video. Yep, I, I don't know that. if you know a lot of Britney Spears music videos. I'm going to die if you don't. I'm going to die if you don't. <laughs> um, but like literally you walk in and it was, oops, I, uh, hit me baby one more time, yep. right? Isn't that one? Mm-hmm. The school? Yep. And you you get enter into Britney High, mm-hmm. like it was it was the coolest thing ever. Wow. Um, and I think it would it was it was super cool because I'm so obsessed with her. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be cool for anybody in that experience. Um, but I went yesterday, so that's why the first person that popped into my head. I love that. Um, but I love her iconicness. I mean, she's the princess of pop. Yeah. I love how she literally was the start of something. Yes. Um, she was the start of something, which is so cool to be. Um, we're transitioning into my music. I've kind of, I wouldn't say I've gone away from pop. I haven't at all. But turning 18, I kind of realized that none of my friends like listening to my music. Hmm. That's what I realized. There's one thing where like, everyone literally told me they hated my music. For real? Yeah. Which is what happens. Like you gotta know who you are without knowing who you are. My vocal coach told me she hated my music. I love you, Brielle. Um, like so many people were like, I just don't like it. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Hmm. I don't either. I don't. I perform it, and I love when I perform. Right. But I would rather perform covers than I perform my own music. Wow. Um, and not a lot of people know that, actually. Yeah. Um, so watching Britney Spears, it was like she created something. She created pop. She created. Um, but pop was still there. It was just she was the princess of pop because she was, like, pop star. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's always what I wanted to be. And so it was interesting coming into the shift when I hit 18. I don't curse. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I've always wanted to keep my brand clean. It's always been that thing where I, interesting, I remember when I was 13 starting out music, I was like, I will never sing about a boy. Mm. Never sing about a boy. Yep. I literally wrote a song called About a Boy where I sang about how <laughs> I don't want to sing about a boy. It never came out because I was like, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. But it was interesting that I always wanted to stay true to my Tory mm. back home. Yeah. And uh, I was transitioning and now I call my music Trap Pop. Trap Pop, okay. Yes. Um, so, I listen to actually rap music mm. solely. Like okay. all I listen to is rap music, That's rap and R and B. Bryson yeah. Tiller is my husband. If you know who uh, Bryson yep. Tiller is, oh, yeah. oh my god, I love Bryson Tiller. <laughs> I know the, every single word of Trap Soul album. Um, so Bryson Tiller is literally my freaking husband, and his daughter is the cutest thing ever. But anyways, <laughs> I'm turning into a fangirl. But um, I was like, I want to be able to, because I don't like my music. I like pop music. I like the catchy of pop music. I like the Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, get stuck in your head pop music. Oh, yeah. Um, But I also love the beat of a rap song. Yes. And most dance classes I go to are all rap Rap. music. Okay. That's all that dancers really dance to is rap music. And it usually has, like, the most simple lyrics. But it's so freaking good, like, the beat. So I decided it was like literally maybe two weeks ago, I was in the studio and I was like, I need to change. I need to change because no one likes my music. Not no one. I, I still love my music. It's just, I need, a, I need a, an evolution. Um, and I don't know if the people are telling me they hate my music. They were just saying it doesn't reflect who you are right now. Okay, I see what you There's mean. a difference between they hate my music and it was just like, I listen to your music and I look at you and it's like two different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and I was like, you know what, I need, I need to change. And I think it was because I was filtering myself so much. I was filtering to where I needed to be so, like, motivational right. in my music. I needed to be so motivational because that's who I was. Mm. Um, and then I hit my teenagers, and I was mm. like, I'm not really that motivational <laughs> every single day. I'm, I'm a little sassy, yeah. <laughs> like, with who I am. So I, I decided to go into trap music, trap, pop. Hmm. Um, so a lot of the music coming out will sound a lot different Definitely, yeah. than the music that I have out now. But that's why I love Britney Spears and specifically going into that experience because I was like, I love how she's so like herself. Um, and she really showed the world, I don't know if this is her choice, but showed the world her evolution as a person and her growing and her hard times. Everyone knows the Britney hard time. Oh, yeah. Um, and like appreciating that and respecting that even if it wasn't a choice. Um, to show that to the world is being like, okay, you know what? Everyone still loves Britney and they still saw her hard time and like everyone still loves her. There's so many people at this place right now just yeah. celebrating all of her music and the evolution Literally. of her music and all of her music videos and everything she's created um, to be more vulnerable and being like, you know what? If people see my hard time, it's all good. Mm -hmm. And if I decide to randomly change who I am, it's all good because we hardcore love Britney. Yeah. I want those hardcore people that are like, I don't care if Tori K decides to be a giraffe tomorrow I'm gonna love her she's yeah. gonna be great Absolutely. Um, so I would say Britney Spears just cause she got some hardcore freaking fans oh my gosh and yeah. that experience was so cool the zone is so freaking cool yeah. if you go to Britney Spears the zone before it gets like not the pop up anymore go it's so hey. cool I love how you hit on that too especially with your music because mm -hmm. I feel like within the industry there's a lot of control yeah. that goes on yeah and the artist doesn't feel like that they're actually at home with the music that they're singing mm -hmm. because they're controlled by an outside factor yeah or even a manager for or real sometimes it's even i feel like a lot of the music i don't connect to anymore not that i don't connect to it i just think i don't currently connect to it yeah um is because of the whole process of even making a song in general gotcha. like i wrote most of these songs when i was 13 mm. and then i wanted to revamp them because I love them so much. Um, so that's most of my songs out now are revamped songs when I was 13. And it's such a long process too of being able to create the music, master the music, perfect the music, and then put it out. And by the time you're actually able to perform it, sometimes you're like, I don't really relate to that anymore. Right. Like you really think if Justin Bieber performed Baby right now, he still freaking relates to it? No. <laughs> But there's still a part of him that related to it when he wrote it. He probably freaking hates that song. Beyonce <laughs> probably hates the song Single Ladies. But that, that was a song she created, so she still has to perform it just because we still love it. Mm. Her fans still love it, so it's still a part of her that loves it. But yeah. imagine the times, how many times you rehearse a song before you go and perform it. Yeah. How many times you sing a song before you report it. So like, much. So it's, it's interesting that sometimes you disconnect from something. Right. Um, so quickly, before people even get to connect to it. Um, and I think that's why I've had such a struggle with my music. Yeah. And we're the, fixing it. We're it, working on it. Yeah, and the fact, like, just the emotions and things, mm -hmm. if you can tie that into the music, I mean, oh, my goodness. Because, I mean, you see a lot of songs, a lot of artists nowadays, it's it's very emotional. Yeah. You know? I mean, a lot of it. The rap industry can be kind of, you know, mixed and stuff. But <laughs> I love I, music, uh, You know, one of my favorite artists is, like, I, I love how Drake does mm -hmm. things with a with the beats mm -hmm. because it's and then i've studied it as well like psychologically the beats that he has in his songs like for example passion fruit if you mm -hmm. listen to the beginning of that um 
psychologically it's it's gonna make you be like mm. yeah you know like it's yeah. that beat same with uh yummy you mm-hmm. know justin it's like the first five to six seconds of that song it's just like that elevator music yeah and then it just goes boom it's a yeah. yummy and it's catchy mm-hmm. so do you hmm, that's interesting um so with but the, there's an art to that too yeah um, like i know billy eilish has taken advantage of it um some labels do this i've heard I've, i haven't gotten a lot of research into it but there's different frequencies and different sounds you can hit to make a person feel a certain way yeah like it's like it actually is like it's not manipulation but it's manipulation of the brain and how they feel and um yeah it's like interesting a lot of people that listen to Billie eilish feel the exact same way right because of the frequency um it's actually like a frequency that she uses Mm. yeah that's so powerful it's so interesting it's so interesting but i know someone that i love that sings like with emotion i probably you know the song is someone you loved Mm, by lewis what's his last name but that's one of like my favorite songs right now just because of his not even just the way the song is but it's just it's so lyrically creative and like genius but also the way he sings it yeah um and i think that's what i love about music i mean music is so freaking cool um yes but not even just like a cool catchy song like yummy but like that song's dope, and I love JB. Yeah. Um, I'm a believer for life. Um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but I think, like, the art that Lewis has captured in Someone You Loved is, like, exactly where I want to go with my music vocally. Yeah. Because um, it's just, like, it's so raw. Like, you feel exactly what he's feeling the entire time. And I think that's what Billy, congrats on your five Grammys, by the way, if she sees this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like is so talented on creating such a like world that you dive into mm. when you listen to her music like when you listen to her music you literally feel like you're right there in her bedroom with her and phineas yeah. creating that song literally. um and those that's hard because sometimes those are like ballads but when you get into big pop songs i think i still want to create like that feeling where you're like still there yeah um and that's hard sometimes when it's a happy song it's like difficult to make people feel so connected to it right and if you know talking about like a billy and a lewis they're so different mm-hmm. artists you know like when you hear like the lewis he's just he's got like that little rasp mm-hmm. you know and he owns that and image wise i mean it doesn't even matter about image anymore no. the way that you look like no like all that matters is the fact that you can you know come back to owning that which is just it's incredible because again i feel like sometimes people try to conform to oh i'm gonna be the next drake yeah. I'm going to be the next Chris Brown. People, I, people tell me that all the, the time. You're going to be the Spears. next Britney Spears. You know, the next Tory K. And it's like, if you got that mentality, mm-hmm. again, it's just like the L.A. thing. Like, I'm going to be the next person that lives in L.A. just like everybody else. Yeah. You know? But if you own that brand, if you own your voice and you have your own sound, like, who cares if you sound different? Yeah. If you're confident with it, if you love the way that you sound. If, if I feel you, like you know, at the end of the day, if you love your music... Yeah. That's that's great. Literally. That's everything you need. Because um, even huge. me, it's like, that's my one goal right now, is mm. to actually love my music. When I sit down and do my makeup and play my music. Yeah. But not even just that, because sometimes you can love a song right when you get out of the studio. But even like a couple months after you write that song, can you still sit down and love that song? Yeah. That's like the big question that's in my head right now. Is like, is, is that when I haven't honed in that? Yeah. Like listening that. to my music while I work out is actually the main thing that I do. Really? If I can get pumped up while I'm working out mm. to my own music, that's like the test. I love that. I listen to my songs all the time while I'm working out just to figure out like, okay, is that my song? Wow. Where, um, yeah. Where does Tori see yourself at 25 years old? Oh, 25. How many years is that from now? Math. 
Um, um, eight years? Seven, yeah. Seven? seven oh, years, okay, yeah. I was close. Um, shoot. 25, or where do you, you know, kind of want to be? Want to be. Whether it's in general, the music industry, yeah. you know? It's so interesting. I feel like people always ask me, like, things like that all the time. Yeah. And it's so difficult to answer that because every day in L.A. is so different. So different, yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. Um, I would say my life goals, I want to write a book about my life. Um, which is not narcissistic at all. I promise no. or not egotistical. It's just like, <laughs> there's things that I've been through and it has to do with the foundation I'm part of as well, SOS Foundation, um, to where it's all about sharing your own life story to help others. Um, and so I've been through a couple things that I would, I would want to share. Um, and I feel like sometimes I put that into my music, but it's not articulated to where it can, it can still help people. It's just like, okay, this is specifically what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, so I don't know if that's by 25. I don't know. But I want to write a book. Oh, yeah. Um... I de- actually want to have my own podcast, but for the foundation, it's um, so where I can have people call, call in, like teenagers, and just be like, yo, I need help. Mm-hmm. And you can, it's different artists, um, upcoming artists, that just sit there and they, they talk to them. Um, I want to create that podcast eventually in life. Um, or is that a radio, a radio station, whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know. I want to have people be able to call in and right. people help. That's yeah. what I want. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, I want to write so much more music. I do. I want to write a lot of music, like a lot, a lot, a lot of music, and put out a lot, a lot, a lot of music. Um, I want to create music videos. I want to go on more tours. Last year, I got the opportunity to go to Italy wow. on a military base tour. Oh my goodness! It was really, really cool. Um, and I was, I was, I visited a bunch of military bases. I did meet and greets at the military base, wow. and um, I got to experience Italy, um, and then go to the military base and um, perform there and just talk to a bunch of soldiers and like their mm-hmm. family specifically and just what they go through. I met one guy who, um, oh, he got a whole freaking cello. Whoa, <laughs> bro, cello. look at him. <laughs> dude, he's probably gonna come in here. Right. He can play for us. This there's a dude with a big freaking cello outside <laughs> our door right now. Right, are you guys gonna be using it for a long time? Uh, oh, probably like 20 more minutes. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, appreciate hey, you, bro. You got a dope cello. <laughs> That's a cello, right? Is that a cello? No, it's a bass. Oh, I was wrong. You got a dope bass, bro. Man, that's you. <laughs> you have to put this in here because this is great. Oh, yo. Well, I, I thought it was a cello. Okay, carry on. Um, what does a cello look like? I'm, I'm confused For now. Real, what was I talking huge. about? Right? Man. I wish I could see it. It's a, really ba- it's a bass, so I guess if you say it's a bass, you don't know what they're talking about. Um, he was really cool. I think he has eyeliner on. He was dope. Right. Um, um, what were, was I talking about? You were saying about the, uh, <laughs> the radio station. That you oh, have. yes. Yeah. Um, and I want to go to college. That's another thing I want to do. Okay. I don't know if I want to be graduated by college when I'm 25, mm. but I want to be in college by the time I'm graduated or in college by the time I'm 25. Wow. Um, I want to major in business administration. Um, that's something I'm really passionate in. I'm a nerd for sure. Like never gotten to be in my entire life. Uh, wrote my friends essays for fun in school. Jeez. I love writing essays. Essays is my favorite thing ever. I did AP Lang for fun. Like I'm a nerd, um, and so that's something that I'm really excited about. I I also just like I want to have the goal to where I can look at a contract and not be scared by it. Cause right now I'm like, ooh, I need other people's opinions. Um, but I want to go to college for business administration so I can eventually in life. I'm hopefully standing in a label room and they're presenting yeah. me with a contract or for this brand deal or this brand deal. I know what I'm talking about mm. and articulate it well. 
and um, be comfortable with signing contracts and things like that, negotiating. Um, so that's what I want to do. I want to be really, really business smart yeah. by the time I'm 25. Mm. Um, oh, I'll, I guess based on the book, I mean, it depends on how life comes out, but mm-hmm. I want a movie based on the book. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. That. Um, yeah, that would be huge. I mean, I can't really say where I, I'll be. But, I mean, I guess, like, in life goals, I want to perform at the Grammys. I've rehearsed that a lot. I'm really prepared. Um, <laughs> I don't know what song I'll be singing, but I just rehearse, like, dance moves and, like, hair yep. clips, you know? Yep. Um, performing at the Grammys, winning a Grammy. I mean, freaking, you never know what can happen because Billie Eilish is freaking 18 years old right now and just won five Grammys. So. She's really 18? I don't want to limit myself. Shoot, I didn't know she She's 18. 18. She just turned crazy. 18. Yeah. Wow, I thought she yep. was, like, in her 20s. So I have, I have a whole bunch of goals. There's a lot of stuff I want to tap into. Um. That's insane. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, she's it's crazy. So I guess I want to win a bunch of freaking Grammys by the mm. time I'm 25 because I'm going to speak it into existence. Let's do it, Universe. Baby. Manifesting. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, with collaborations, let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, how important do you think it is to collaborate with others? And then most importantly, being mindful of the right people to collaborate with. Mm. I would have to say collaborating in L.A. is extremely difficult. Yeah. I'm still working on it. Um, I don't want to say people are flaky, but they low key are. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 I will I will like I tried to create a content day here, um, a couple months ago. Well, not a couple months ago, December. Okay. And I guess I wasn't the smartest, so I can't really throw shade or anything, um, because I don't really do that in general. Love to all these people, but yeah. not, nobody showed up. Oh okay. Like no one did, and I was like okay, um, but it was also in their defense, it was during the holidays. Um, so that's hard anywhere, but I just think when it comes to collaborating, it depends on where you live in LA. It's extremely difficult. It's so difficult. I'm not going to lie. Like, even when you feel like this person's definitely going to show up, they probably won't. Like, that's why it's even, it's even sometimes like he contacted me and trying to figure out a time. It's like, okay, is he going to show up? Because it's like, like I'm sitting here at one o'clock, but like, you never know. Um, but I think it's, it's someone I'm, I'm a very big energy person as well though. So if you get a specific energy from someone, those are the people like trust your gut. Like I could tell you he was a good person from the second he sent me that little video message. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, he's a good dude. I want to talk to him. You got to trust your gut and who you want to work with. Um, but also read between the lines because a lot of people out here and a lot of people in life don't say who they are really. They hype themselves up. Um, which I'm not gonna lie, I've done that before too. Um, everyone does it, but it's like you could do, you just gotta be careful. Um, collaborate with people you think will challenge you. Yeah. Don't be comfortable. Mm. I think that's another thing. Is like, don't just be like, oh, I'm gonna collaborate with this person because it's it's gonna be nice, it's gonna be sweet. Like, I would challenge you to collaborate with people if you're gonna actually do it. Collaborate with people that challenge you. Be like, oh, that's something that they have that I don't have, mm. and I have something that they don't have, and learn from each other and collab. And especially if you're writing a song, like. It's so dope. I just created a song with my one of my really good friends. His EP's about to drop. His name's Jalen Parker. He's really dope. Um, he's an R&B singer, but he does R&B. Okay. And yeah. that's what I want to tap into with my music, like rap, R&B. Um, and I wouldn't say, I mean, when it comes to collaborating, he's definitely an upcoming artist. So is definitely. that an ideal? I mean, technically as an artist, you want to collab with big time names like, I don't know, Drake or things right, like that. Right. But I was like, you know what? I'm totally going to do this because I still need to figure out where I am in my music. And he's so confident on his sound, mm. um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And so that song's coming out soon. Um, his EP's coming out soon. He actually collaborated with a lot of people he's friends with that were singers. That's a uh. whole entire album, is songs with people he's friends with. I'm totally giving him promo, but I love him. <laughs> so I would say like that's a great example of a collab I decided to do. 
because I have a great energy exchange with him and also it's something that I'm missing out on is like that R&B like feeling in my music and I was like you know what that could be a good thing for me to like get a vibe in Mm. in the studio yeah Um, yeah. I love that yeah definitely being mindful is huge and Mm -hmm. the energy part yeah that yeah with with anything and, and just like everything for real whenever it comes to connections and and just who you want to work with especially that's yeah that's very powerful Tori I appreciate you covering that thanks um I definitely want to be mindful of your time of no course. you're good you're good um so where can the the listeners and where can the viewers where mm-hmm. can they find you on social media do you have a website and things I do you can follow me on all my social media at Tori K unedited um or official on TikTok I'm Tori K official please go follow me hey. um <laughs> and then my website is ToriKOfficial.com and then you can find all my music if you just search Tori K on all music platforms. Heck yeah. And I will attach all that in the description below. Yeah. And uh, before we end, Tori, I just wanted to, you know, kind of let you know, I, I really appreciate who you are. Thank you. As a person. Thank you. Like, you're real, genuine, super humble, and you hear it all the time. Like, you know, you're young, mm-hmm. and I can relate a lot with that because whenever I was young, I had literally like the same exact things that got said to me and I just I loved it mm-hmm. but just the fact that you're a music artist out here in Los Angeles mm-hmm. at 18 years old I think it's incredible because you're not from here mm-hmm. you're from a completely different state Texas at all states you know yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy <laughs> it's not like you're from a New York or something no. but you're from Texas you decided to come out here you had a dream you still have a dream mm-hmm. and you're executing on that dream every single day and you're consistent yeah. with it so I just, I admire that significantly within who you are as a person. Thank and you. And I just wanted to pay my respects. Well, thank you for having me. You're a dope person. Yeah, I appreciate um, I love what you're doing. And yeah, just keep doing it. It's it's really dope. Mm, no, thank you, Tori. Yeah. But anyways, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Roots of Success podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. I really appreciate that, as well as a like and a subscribe. Stay connected between shows by following me on Instagram at NateTheGreat. And remember, guys, success starts here. Keep winning. Nate the Great signing off.